Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with Jerry Robin, number 218 on the season. Thanks for listening. FXR Racing, the choice of gear for Jerry Robin and many others. Phil, Enzo, J-Mart, uh, Brock Tickle's wearing it as well. Uh, lots of FXR riders out there, of course, and Pulp MX30 is the code to save with FXRRacing.com. The 2024 designs are out. Uh, they have that FTA line as well. You can check into that. So thank you to the folks at FXR Racing for making things happen. Casual wear, fishing gear, mountain bike stuff. They got it all. Pulp MX30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Thank you to Racetech as well. Motorworks, suspension work, they've got you covered. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX, you'll get a discount from the folks at Racetech. They do suspension, they do motorwork. they got seminars coming up uh, as well. A lot of suspension people in the industry literally started at these seminars, man. Uh, Paul Feed himself teaches it. Racetech.com to learn more about how to be a suspension and motor guy. Uh, in the in the industry, and uh, they 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 teach you all the secrets, and including their gold valve since since like mid eighties. Things been working really well. Slap that in, and suspension will feel like pillows. Maxxis tires, firepower, seat concepts, Zools, Roost, Namira, all on board with us as well. We'll tell you more about them later on in the show. But for now, let's uh, let's call Jerry. Talk about a successful SMX season, uh, motocross season as well, and more. All right, with me on the line, one of the uh, riders in the SMX series that uh, made himself some cash and uh, also had a pretty good season when you really looked at results. Jerry Robin, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, good, man. How are yourself? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, how much money Thank did you, you walk away with for the SMX series? What was your take home for that? Um, so I think from the AMA it was 34100 and then like after like FXR and... I don't know if Yamaha pays contingency. I like I haven't seen if they do that yet. I know Cowie Cowie did. I don't know about Yamaha either. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it should be around like thirty six thousand around there after everything, like bonuses and shit. So it was pretty good for me. Yeah, not too bad, right? Like uh, worked out all right. March Banks. I was talking to March Banks when he was leaving the track. Yeah, he crushed it. Yeah, he made like one hundred and forty grand. Yeah. Yeah. So can't complain with that. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty pretty good deal. Um. Listen, take your own personal results out of this, Jerry. It's always hard for you riders to do this, I know, but take your own results out of this. Rank the three SMX rounds in your order of uh, most enjoyable to least enjoyable. Um, It'll probably be Z-Max is probably the most enjoyable, and then LA second and Chicago third. Okay, yeah, Chicago just dark and moto-y and rough. That and just like, I don't know, dude, the roost hurt. <laughs> Like the, I wish they could have done the original layout, um, with that was on the track map. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been a little bit better, but I think they were like, like, I don't know. I mean, that was so much dirt to bring in something like that. Like, I don't know if they would have actually went with the track layout, they would have spent so much money on dirt. So I totally get why they didn't. Well, they, no, I guess the Chicago, they used all the dirt in Chicago. They just dug up the ground. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I was told. I wasn't there. Oh no shit. Yeah, Chicago. Oh, Chicago know. just I mean, said, "Go ahead and dig in the ground. Get get whatever you need." Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, never mind that. I guess I don't know, but I mean that track was huge, so I can't really blame them for like yeah. maybe not building some rhythms where they, you know, I feel like they're maybe a little low on time with because they missed a day with rain or mm. something like that. I guess so. Um, the track was still fun. Um, it was just like. The racing part was kind of difficult, like to make passes. Mm-hmm. Same with round. The last round was hard to pass. Actually. Yeah, it was pretty simple. La La was pretty simple, huh? Yeah, especially on a four fifty. I feel yep. like it was like pretty easy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like everything, like nothing was really big or anything like that. Like 
I mean, besides the quad on the table, but only like three or four guys did that. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was like, I mean, if anything went wrong, you were definitely yeah. taking an ambulance ride. If you went long or short, there were problems. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, like Moto2, like I had, uh, I was pretty good in the sand. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I was making passes. And the second Moto, they like on the right side was definitely the fastest side and everybody just went there. So I couldn't, like I rode on Justin Hill's ass for so long mm-hmm. in the second moto and I could not pass him. So I was just like, you know what? Like there's no risk. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I might make a thousand more dollars, but it's not really worth getting hurt right now. So I just brought her home. Right. And <laughs> so, so Z max was your number one. Yeah, dude. Honestly, yeah. Z max was like pretty sick. I thought like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Like a lot of, like a lot of the fans hated it, which I was surprised by. Like so many people were like kind of, dogging on it on Uh social media but i felt like a lot of the riders thought it was cool like pretty fun yeah split lane works but start was cool you know yeah that's what i was like i've never seen split lane like actually work yep ever so it was uh it was cool to see both sides like you could if you like executed your turns right it would actually like you'd be able to make a pass how stressed were you you know you got 21st in the points uh you were 22nd leaving chicago uh, mm-hmm. Were you keeping track of all that stuff like during the day? Oh. And, uh, okay. <laughs> no, like, so I finally started feeling better from my whole like infection deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like after Chicago, like once I got some more time in on the bike. Okay. Um, so like at LA, like I could actually do, you know, fast laps and qualifying and not be absolutely smoked and everything right. like that. So um, I felt really good. Like my speed was very solid at LA and everything like that. Like I, even if I got a bad start in the LCQ, I felt like I could have made it to third, mm-hmm. like passing guys. Yep. Um, but it was stressful. Like I haven't been nervous on the line for a race in like 10 years <laughs> since my first like Loretta Lynn's title. And, um, but dude, like qualifying, I was like a second faster than Phil. So it was like, I had first gate pick and usually like Phil would just line up to the inside of me and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but he, he didn't. So that was nice. Um, because I was pretty far inside, so I kind of just that was my plan to just kind of sneak around the inside and get a solid start and then just go from there. So, Phil was sort of giving you some credit, I think, on our show a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were saying, you know, you're winning these LCQs, and he was like, Well, I should be winning these LCQs, like, you know, uh, and he's like, Well, Jerry, Jerry can ride, Jerry's fast, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's basically saying, like, you know, he should be winning these at his level, you know, so yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Me and Phil went out a couple times this year, like during outdoors and stuff, which uh, it's pretty fun. He he rides definitely pretty aggressive, like more than I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just Phil. And but like I've never really talked to him before until this year, like in staging, and um, he's definitely not as like grumpy as I thought. Right. Like he, yeah. You know, like it's definitely like a persona kind of thing. You know. What <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no, for I don't sure. Know. Yeah. Phil's actually pretty cool. Like yeah. bullshitting with him in in staging and stuff. Yeah, he was he was somewhat giving you credit as being really really good rider. So, yeah, um, thanks, Phil. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So you were paying attention to all of that. Who was in? Who was ahead of you? Yeah, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, yeah, for sure. What was it like doing the peristyle and all that? I thought that that looked pretty Dude, it was fun. Cool. Like yeah. it uh, in the mains, it was a little dark. Like you could not see the potholes. Like out of the turn before, like the step down, back down. Um, it was all potholes, and you could not see them. So that was like. The only bummer part was the vision, but like for a fan, like every lap you went up there, it was like screaming fans and stuff. So it was cool in that sense. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Hey, did you drive to all these things? Did you? Did, I saw you in the van, right? Did, were you driving? Yeah, to all so these? I um, my stuff on the East Coast. Uh, it's a sponsor of mine. Okay. The SCC logo on my bike. Uh, he lives in Pennsylvania, so like most, uh, like all my stuff was at his house on the East Coast round. Oh, from so, the uh, from the national from the last national. Yeah, okay. so all my stuff was just like I'd fly into Pittsburgh. He picked me up, and then I would just drive from like that area. Yeah. So it was like pretty easy to make East Coast happen, like with that. Um, cause I would just use his sprinter van and all that. So, okay. All right. So that, so yeah. yeah, you weren't killing yourself trying to drive and everything else. Cause yeah, like I wasn't driving, like staying during the week and doing all that. Like right. I fly so, back and forth. Like, you're, cause you're, you're, you're Southern California based basically now, right? Like yeah. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's where you're yeah. at. And I, I didn't even really, cause I stayed out East for like a month during outdoors. So mm-hmm. I actually like, dude, by the time like, uh, outdoors was done. I only had like six and a half or seven hours on my practice bike because yep. I rode my race bike so much. So, um, yeah, I actually didn't really get to practice in California too often during the summer. Uh, Jerry Robin here on the FXR Racing uh, Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Uh, please check out Max's Tires, by the way. Uh, soft and intermediate tires are available now. Intermediate to hard terrain tires developed by Jeremy McGrath. So he's pretty good. He knows what he's doing. Maxxis.com. Mountain bike <laughs> tires, of course. Light truck tires. All of that. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis. So, Jerry, I was um, I was critical of you for riding that two-stroke at Washougal because – uh, yeah. Um, because you know you need to get this uh, SMX thing, and mm-hmm. then then you're riding this two stroke that's going to put you at disadvantage, and it didn't really work out, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Then you come up for Indiana, and you're gutting it out. Uh, it didn't you know didn't go as well as you'd like to to get you mm-hmm. into the SMX points. But as we know, they went pretty further back because uh, Cooper couldn't ride, and Savachi didn't show up. Uh, yeah. Derek Drake pulled out, et cetera, et cetera. Lorenzo got hurt. Um, how how I guess. How bomb were you at Ironman to know that you were, let me see here, you were uh, 33rd, 30, I think. Yeah, you were yeah. 30, 33rd, and yeah. you weren't going to get in and all of that. And then what happened to let you know that you were in, or when did you find out you were in? Um, So I kind of, well, I found out at Ironman that they were taking alternates. And oh, then okay. I was kind of yep. like yep. pissed because I was like, dude, if I would have known that, I wouldn't even came because like, I just wasted a bunch of money like yep. knowing that. I'm going to struggle, yeah. you know, like, cause the, I, I, I mean, they one. told us, they didn't tell, they told us the whole time, Hey, pump up the, pump up the 30 guys, pump it up. Look at the, well, that's what, you know, yeah, that's what that. everybody was doing. And I was like, dude, stressing going into Ironman. Cause I was like, dude, I have to score like seven points or mm-hmm. something like that, which doesn't sound like much, but like when you're coming off, like out of the hospital, freaking, yeah. you know, like yeah. dealing with yeah. what I went through a dude, I was yeah. like, I couldn't even road bike for freaking 45 minutes without almost passing out. Like, dude, I was so messed up from that deal. It was kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, I went to Ironman and I was struggling. Yeah. Oh my God. So like, yeah, you just basically didn't score any points. It didn't work out and you're leaving the track being like, oh shit. So, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. It was like, if I would have known that they were taking alternates and like that many people were like, Mm -hmm. just going to say, screw it and not go, I definitely would not have raised Ironman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because I mean, it was like yeah. a waste of time and money so when did you find out you were in uh like literally sunday after the race oh they okay they did, oh so they were that quick yeah yeah okay yeah they just needed like a verbal answer right away because i was because justin cooper was ahead of me so technically i was like 32nd yeah and cartwright and told me he was in like he was getting ready because he knew savachi and cooper weren't going you know cartwright yeah. was it re- was ready so yeah so and then obviously uh the Curcio and then I, the Craig, biggest thing Christian for Craig. me was yeah. like 
Boutron and Craig because Christian started riding and mm-hmm. I was like replying to his stories. I was like, yo, you going? And he was like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. And I was like, dude, come on. And, um, but Boutron was like, he was healthy. So I was like, I for sure thought he was going to race, but I think the whole supercross thing maybe freaked him out because he's never done it. I, I don't know. He told me at Bud's Creek, I, I need 17 points. I'm going for it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go race. And uh, Josh Hill, of course, showed up at uh, at Ironman mm-hmm. as well. And then next mm-hmm. thing you know, Butron was out. So I don't know if he did. Yeah. I think maybe he he was only gonna go if he was guaranteed a spot. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, probably. But I, dude, I was surprised at like how bad he struggled like at the last few rounds, mm-hmm. Butron. Yeah, because like, dude, at the opening five rounds, it was like he was a hero. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. No, he's crushing it. <laughs> Yeah, you got a freaking fifth at town in a moto. So you were always you were in on Sunday night after Ironman, and uh, yeah. so that had to make, had to make you feel pretty good. And then you're thirty five grand richer now. Yeah, so. I mean, well, I still had to race in and like do you know you talk to Phil like doing these LCQs is stressful, um, but at least like speed wise, besides Phil, like I felt like I didn't I, have to worry too hard about people. So, I mean, Jeremy hands fast though. Like, yeah, he's actually really good. So that's where I was going to go next. It did seem like, Jerry, that you were pretty much okay with sort of just getting in. Like you you weren't going to – you weren't, you know, because of the infection. We'll talk about this elbow thing in a little bit. But because of all that stuff, yeah, to me, you look like you had more in the tank. But you're like, you know what? I need to just make some money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I definitely was like – I mean, round one was rough in the LTQ because, like, Kessler hit Nicoletti in the start and then I hit Kessler and then Kessler like fell into me and then that made me kind of like I didn't fall but I got hung up on the concrete wall mm-hmm. okay, I, like, yeah, over. Yeah. and I was like dude you gotta be shitting me like I'm in basically last only Starling is behind me and I had to get third and I actually like rode my ass off in that LCQ and rode pretty well uh-huh. but um, besides that like round two uh phil me and him like i don't know he like he said he forgot that we we're turning left and missing the doubles yeah he he, uh, he apologized i don't, to I don't you, know yeah. if that's true or not no i think so i mean i don't think? know yeah he he was telling me right after he was in our group text saying oh my god i almost hit the doubles and we yeah, were yeah i mean he like dumped the clutch and just held it wide open and i was like dude where are you going <laughs> he said he apologized to you a few times yeah no he did he actually like and i was like super cool about it because i mean we if I would have got taken out, I would have been because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a hothead. I would definitely would have said something, especially because we we're pitted next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it worked out. Like he didn't hit me or anything. He just like, yeah. I mean, freaking blew the corner basically, and then uh, he got me in the third turn because like they they built like these little like ruts, and I just took the very inside, and there was a pretty big hole from the 250 class, and then he just. Yeah, went right around me on the outside, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to stay here." So yeah, yeah, really, right? Why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm in, no matter what, I mean, what matters is making the main. So that was kind of my whole thought process there. Yeah, that. I didn't really care about the LCQ win. I mean, it would have been nice, but well, at the end of the day, you just got to be in the mains. And- I'm glad you didn't push it too hard because we had this number one plate made up for Phil, and and you were faster than him in both practices in LA. Yeah, and, and I was stressed, and I'm like, "Oh, Jerry's faster than him." I got this number one play. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, he's got to win to get this number one play to make it worthwhile. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I, I think in the L- LA LCQ race, I 
definitely probably should have won that one. But once I was in third and I kind of like, I was being a little easy with hand, mm-hmm. like the first two laps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wasted some time. And then once I got around hand, I, I caught Phil, but I mean, it's just hard to pass there. Like yeah. that track for me, I felt like was the worst racing one because it was pretty easy. What's you know. uh, Yeah, we were talking to, speaking of Phil again, we had him on Monday's show, we were talking about that quad, and he was yeah. just like, he was just like, I don't care if there's a million dollars or I ain't doing that. Uh, um, you're younger and maybe more uh-huh. skilled than, Fr- than Phil on a bike, like you can definitely <laughs> lay down heaters. Now, but something like that, like, I mean, there's only five guys doing it, and you weren't going to be mm-hmm. one of them, but... Can you? Does it make you appreciate those guys more, or do you do you just shake your head like he was doing? Like, no, where, where are you at with something like that? Honestly, like, if I was a little younger, I definitely would have done it. Like, I just like it wasn't that hard or like that big. Honestly, yeah. like it was, it was just more like, what if my chain breaks? You know, <laughs> like, dude, it's crazy. Like, because I've had a couple things like that happen to me. Yeah, and that like definitely makes you think twice before doing stuff like that just because like it's more the what if factor yeah because there wasn't really any technicality to that jump you just had no you're just jumping on the table yeah it's not right it's just more having the balls to do it right and like we're all in track walk looking at it and the first time i threed in i actually overshot it and landed in the face of the of the tabletop i saw another guy do that too yeah and i was like dude i should just like literally hit the gas like a little bit more and i'll be fine (laughs) but it I don't know, like, as you get older, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. your bike cuts out. I mean, the chances of that happen now is, like, pretty slim. Yeah, but, but yeah. You just no. never know. No, you don't need to do it to, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for you, right? Yeah, um, exactly. What uh, what, you, what are you going to do with that money? What do you, you got any plans? You got anything Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I still actually haven't had, like, a honeymoon, like, after my wedding. So, yeah, yeah. I think... I'd like to go to Hawaii for something with my wife and stuff. That's what I would really like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, like I'm just trying to save it and get through the off season. Sure. Honestly. Yeah. It probably really helps. Right. Like, I mean, Yo, a guy yeah, like you, like you, that's massive. Like, yeah. Yeah. Riding supercross out here is like hundred bucks a day now. And it's yep. like ridiculous. So it's, uh, got to save money. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. Uh, Hey, your outdoor season started off so good. Uh, mm-hmm. top 10 guy, crushing it and then yeah it kind of went poopy from there um yeah. as we went on um before the elbow and all that but what like what are you looking back at the second half like what what sort of happened what sort of took place like obviously michael Lindsay, i've talked to him he's a buddy of yours yeah you know, he said that you know maybe some of your your bike wasn't quite as dialed on the east coast stuff compared to the west coast stuff or, or yeah, what so exactly I yeah i was kind of surprised because like i honestly like i didn't feel that comfortable right away on the bike because I, I rode it twice before paula and i got eight the first moto and i was like riding tight and like struggling and i was like dude like when i go east like what i'm more comfortable on i'm gonna crush it and then i get out there and i suck and i was like dude what is happening and basically like if i could go back and change my suspension setting like at thunder valley i definitely would but i just didn't even you know i didn't even cross my mind really because it worked so well at the first two rounds yeah um but yeah, I just struggled with basically my forks. Well, just and shock were very soft, um, and I think that's why it worked so well at the first two rounds because mm-hmm. it was pretty hard back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I've always done better at the West or East Coast rounds, like a Sandy. Sure, yeah. Tri- I mean, when like I think of when I think of you, it's obviously Millville and those kind of yeah. tracks. Yeah, and yeah, that's like, dude, especially Red Bud is like my favorite race, and I went there and I like sucked. Like I crashed so many times because my my front end would tuck. Like I felt like Chase out there, you know, like how he <laughs> like those random like like front end tucks and just on the ground. Like that happened to me so many times that day. It was crazy. It's so, weird though. Uh, I, I look at you. I mean, you're you're an older guy now. You, I feel like you you should know this when you're testing, or I don't know. Like uh, maybe well, not. I think what yeah. well, like I obviously this bike is new, and I rode the same bike for like four years. So, yeah, yeah. um, I think that's more what it was. Is I just didn't know what to expect with this bike. So, mm-hmm. next year, now knowing what we know, like I'll have my settings for round one and two, and then switch it from there. So, and that's really all that it comes down to. Is I just didn't know this bike would be, you know, need such a stiff setting on East coast, right. mainly for the front end because it's like kind of a front end heavy bike, like a Honda. So it was just really pitchy. Like mm-hmm. when I get on the gas, my shock would be like bottomed out. And then if I let off and on the brakes, the forks were diving everywhere. So it was, uh, I just struggled really bad with that. Yeah. I mean, valley to on. go to be a top 10 guy and crushing it, your fitness was good. You know, you look like this was going to be the summer of Jerry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, it never happened again. It was the, one of the weirder things in the outdoors. Yeah, where you I know. Could never it was get weird back. for me too. Yeah, and like then at Millville, I that was finally when I got yeah. my new suspension setting. Yep. And first qualifier, I was like sixth or something like that, and I was like, dude, like this today's the day. And first moto, I uh, started up front, mm-hmm. and I actually like was like on the first lap, like trying to pass Anderson yeah. and dude, he was just running me off the fucking track everywhere. And we lost like three or four spots. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I understand yeah, yeah. you don't want to get passed. Right. By that's that's here, more but... it. He's just like, I, I can't get passed by this guy. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, dude, we were just losing spots left and right. So then, yeah, like at the end of the, like probably the last five minutes, you were me dying, and Har- huh? yeah. no, like I felt okay. good. Like me and Harlan started catching master pool and then i just like so after the it was right before the first set of whoops they had that like turning double and there's a bunch of ruts and like some potholes and i mean we hit them you know 14 times before that and i was just fine and then one time i just hit it and my front end like skipped out of the rut and cross rutted and yeah it just put me on the ground and that was the end of the top 10 yeah top 10 day and then moto 2 i raced and i just kind of rode around and got 13th so and then after that i rode the two stroke and that was a freaking whole thing (laughs) oh my god Uh, i was so mad mad at all you guys i was just like what are these guys doing they're trying to get sms points what the hell it was just like the money thing and i was like i know but i could beat carson no you weren't gonna beat carson at washougal you just weren't gonna do it i mean I was faster than him in qualifying. Barely, barely. I think yeah, I, I remember right. But but I'm and, just uh, I'm just saying. Like I again, don't get me wrong. You're no, a great rider. Fast, but yeah, dude. yeah. But um, yeah, I just like looking back. Like I definitely wish I would have just sent my 450 like Rock River or something yeah. and did that. Um. So what? But, okay. So um, what happened to the elbow? What 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 was going on there? Because it went. It seemed like I was following you on social media. It seemed pretty scary. Yeah. So it was just like because um, so at Washougal. Um, my, I, I still don't know what happened to that bike, but it would just like bog and cut out like everywhere. Um, so I don't know if the reeds were cracked or what, but it essentially just like cut out on the face of a jump and I went over the bars Yeah, and, um, I had like a tiny, tiny scrape on my elbow 
and they the doctors thing from like the airport on Sunday when I flew home like I got an infection like got bacteria on my skin and it originally started as like a staph infection and then it mutated into it's called MRSA yeah I've heard of it um yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just like kind of gnarly and then like it's called your bursa sac and you you have them mm-hmm. in your elbows and your knees and yeah. it like a bunch of fluid built up in there and the infection like like just i don't know freaking blew up and like it started spreading into my arm and then my bursa sac like popped and like leaking fluid everywhere in my elbow and my arm and stuff so i had to like get rushed into surgery drain my arm and like clean it out and they were like scraping tissue out and like they were like telling me like oh we don't know like how bad it is you wake up without your arm like we really? don't know oh yeah wow. and i was like what so it was uh it was a little stressful and then i was in the hospital for five days mm-hmm. doing like three or four blood tests a day antibiotics and all that and then once i got out i was on antibiotics for another like week after that just like taking pills and like bunch of shit so it was so kind of scary it, though. so it started with a scrape then it got infected and then at that yes. point they're like hey you got an infection take these pills or whatever and then the bursa sac is what the real problem was no so like i went into surgery and they cut all that out and then they so they cut the bursa sac out that was that where the infection like yep. really spread and then they cut out all the tissue that was surrounding my elbow like probably like three or four inches up my bicep and then like three or four inches down my forearm they cut a bunch of tissue out that was infected and then so how long did you before you went to the doctor like you got the scrape and you flew home and then how long until you're like ow this hurts oh so i woke up monday morning oh okay um and my elbow like hurt like really bad and i was like man that's weird so i just iced it and i had to go pick up my wife from the airport and so I drove an hour down San Diego. And then by the time I got there, I was like really struggling. And I was like, dude, what is going on? Like sweating. Oh, wow. Yeah, super yeah. hot. And like then my elbow was huge, dude. Like like so much fluid in it. Yeah. And I was like, man, something's wrong. Like I don't know what this, <laughs> what's going on. But like I don't know. And then by the time I turned around, drove an hour back, I just drove straight to the hospital because it was like my body was shutting down. Holy. I and, almost, and, dude, that almost seems like. You got something in the dirt on the track in your arm. Yeah. I don't know, man. It it's, yeah. it was pretty freaky. And they said, mm-hmm. like, if I tried to tough it out for a night, I'd probably be dead. And I was like, what? what? Really? Yeah, because it was spreading, like, really fast. Like, it got bad really fast. Wow. So it was uh, kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, so that took you out of the action for a while then. Yeah. Oh. And then I just felt like crap, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just now starting to feel better. But yep. they said, it, like, with the amount of antibiotics I took... Yeah. And like the infection, it would probably be like two and a half, three months before I'm 100% again. Wow. And they got a fitness level. And they got it all? Like it's all fine now? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, the five days they monitored me in the hospital just doing blood tests and stuff, mm-hmm. and everything came back negative. So um, I was good to go. Wow. That's crazy, man. See what two strokes, see what happened to two strokes? Yeah. <laughs> what happens, Jerry? Yeah. And it's crazy, dude. Like, so my dad, he like, he's so old school and like, He's like, oh, fucking, you know, like typical 80s guy, yeah. you know, yeah. screw two strokes or screw four strokes. Right. You know, like, and, but I had more issues in one day with that two stroke than I had like all year <laughs> yeah. with my four stroke. Yeah. So no, for sure. I don't know, man. I, four strokes were like, I understand they're expensive, but 
they're pretty solid now. Well, now they are. Yes, uh, you know, if you if you maintain your oil and check your valve clearance and, and yeah, got like, EFI they now, last a long time. Dude, they do totally. Yeah, no. but like. I understand, like, the first generation of four strokes. I would imagine those were not fun. Or if you're, you know, Little Billy and you're modifying the crap out of Little Billy's 250F with <laughs> compression and, you know what I mean, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, gonna, little at-home mods. Right, right. They'll exactly. definitely um, make it blow up a little quick. So, wow. So, at Indiana, like, what percent were you at just to show up to get SMX points? Like, where, what percent were you at to ride? <laughs> um, Dude, probably, like, like 30 percent like dude it was so bad like it was harder to come back from this than any injury and like the amount of time off the bike right yeah like it was i just had like zero energy to push myself and if i did push myself i'd get like a weird like almost like a brain fog like i couldn't focus and like my vision would get all blurry and stuff and i was like i don't know it's just weird yeah yeah that is dude that's yeah it's crazy um, so, wow. And it's still not, you're still not really that good. Like you're not hundred percent yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a lot like even just from Ironman to now yeah. I'm nine day better, like yeah. huge. Right. Like I can actually go cycling and like day to day I have energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, from like playoff one to the last round, I was way better like right. fitness wise. So it, I mean, it's, I, I would say I'm probably like 85%. Wow. No. Uh, Jerry Robin so. here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Live podcast. Jerry Robin, FXR Racing guy. Uh, seat Concepts as well. Pulpamex 23 is the code to say with Seat Concepts. Proudly handmade and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. They offer a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats. Uh, whether you're hitting the motocross track or gearing up for a trek across the country, Seat Concepts is a seat for you. Pulpamex 23 is the code to save. Speaking of uh, Pulp 23 code at Zools, uh, Zools knows travel, man, and uh, they pride themselves on offering not only quality but practical functionality as well. Let Zools help pack your passion. Uh, they make a variety of travel bags, gear bags, all of that. Z-U-L-Z, Zools.com. Uh, they're born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. Thank you to those guys. Uh, Jerry, what, uh, what was the decision behind uh, a Yamaha for outdoors? What, how did that um, come together? So came together so the essence and racing guy that owns that team in flat track um really just he had like a spare bike from his flat track team and he was going to sponsor me with another one of his companies for outdoors Mm -hmm. and originally i was going to be on like a gas gas 250 again yeah um and he just kind of threw that idea out there and i was like you know what like i was thinking about like the money and like i really like a 450 outdoors Mm -hmm. and i've 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 wanted to switch to Yamaha for the last like three years just because I've always really liked them, um, but just like I got pretty good support through like AEO and Gas Gas and stuff like that. Like they definitely helped me out with yep. costs and stuff. Um, but it just it all felt kind of right at the time, like to make the switch and everything. And dude, I'm glad I did because I freaking love this bike. Like honestly, it's so good. Like especially on Supercross, like it's kind of surprised me the few days of supercross that i have on it like how good it is oh that's cool um yeah so so definitely got good support through yamaha like jim roach is on board and um he's on board for 2024 with me and everything so it was it was kind of you know all the things kind of fell together really quick like within two weeks Mm -hmm. and it all worked out so what was it like i'm glad it happened yeah was it like jumping onto it at first what'd you think of them the motor the power the the aluminum frame you've been on a steel frame for a while 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like jumping from a steel frame to aluminum frame after like four years is pretty weird, just like Mm -hmm. the characteristic. But I will say like these things, like every day feels very consistent, you know what I'm saying? Like from track to track. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing with a gas gas with steel frame, I feel like is different a lot. Like you get a lot of different feels with different types Mm -hmm. of dirt and everything like that. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. This thing was... uh, pretty refreshing for me as a rider just to like ride something new and yeah dude the thing is fast though oh my god you should try the 2022 well you rode one you rode one yeah when did you uh-huh. ride one? yeah i know these were a little uh, tamed down from the older yeah. style right yeah they were I, I feel like they were i think everybody that you knows what they're doing with bikes feel they were the the other ones mm-hmm. were a little bit more tractor a little bit more low end and all of that mm-hmm. but um yeah like snappy yeah yeah but exactly um yeah. so yeah you, I, I was feel like these rev more yes absolutely it's more of a rever it's more of a lighter feel on the throttle it's not so mm-hmm. heavy you know down yeah. low it kind of works through the revs really fast yeah it kind so. of feels like a 250 ish like power yes. Yes. you know what i'm saying like yep yeah to ride it hard for kinda. sure um i was going to ask you this uh but yeah you you revealed the answer already so you were going to stick with yamaha for, for next year yeah yeah that's the plan and uh, my plan is to do 450 the whole season and okay. just ready to go for top 20 overall and you know i I feel like, I mean, now that I know a little bit more about the bike for bike setup for Mm -hmm. once we go east and like hopefully I don't have a hospital stay again, like I feel like for me to make top 20 will be like in within reach Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So especially starting Supercross, yeah, you know, like hopefully score some points, make some mains and do solid on uh on the bike did you talk to the, the rock river guys at all about jumping in their program or do you have too many too many conflicting guys or how does that work um i've talked to bobby a little bit um bobby fisher yep. um just and and they have like things up in the air right now too and so do i like not, nothing's like fully set in stone yet mm-hmm. um but it's uh i don't know it's hard because like i do do pretty well like on my own personal deals so it's kind of hard to like sure. in a way step away from them yeah. but so i don't yeah, know you know, i mean like starling starling's the same way like starling has a really nice program he puts together a bunch of guys that support him and yeah he'd yeah. rather do his own thing and pick his own suspension company his own loader company and yeah. uh travel around you know yeah because it is nice man I, I mean like you build relationships and like you trust people and it's like it's kind of hard to switch once you get like that relationship honestly yeah, no, I get it for sure. So yeah, so four fifties then too for all year. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I mean, you you look at a guy like Grant Harlan, and Grant's a great rider. Uh, he's in great shape. Uh, I think mm-hmm. his, his dude, he I crushed think, it this year. Right, I think his fitness is a little underrated, and um, you could probably, in my opinion, be a little better fitness wise. But mm-hmm. why couldn't you do what Harlan did this year? I mean, as yeah. a guy like you know, I don't think it's out of reach for you to do something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. So I mean, you know, that's a lot of money, and then. Yeah, you can make uh, you know the purse is better than it used to be. How's the contingency versus gas gas versus Yamaha? Did you compare them at all? Um, it's a little less. Yep. Um, it's not by much though. Like, um, I think in outdoors it's nearly the same, but in Supercross it's a little less. Right. Right. So yeah, so it's not it's not going to crush you to to do no. yeah to to do that. Obviously, right? it's harder to make mains in the 450 class though. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Right. But I mean, you know, a lot of injuries happen and. And, yeah. um, you know, there's always, yeah, there's, there's ways to get in, I think, on four. Yeah, because, like, sure. this season, the last couple of rounds, I mean, like, some good dude or, like, 
I feel like, you know, they didn't make a main all year, and then the last three rounds mm-hmm. are getting, like, top 15. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. Hey, going back to uh, uh, the SMX for a second, I, I missed a question on my on my list of things for you, Jerry. What did you think of the format, the 220s, all of that, uh, the, the two-day program? Like, what did you make of the the series itself? What, what did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, honestly, dude, I I really liked it. Like, the two-day stuff was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. it was more relaxed, like, on race day because, like, you didn't have to show up like er, like super early yeah and then sit around all day like you kind of take your time get breakfast and like i don't know just like it's more relaxed for sure yeah I, th- um, I know some of the teams were complaining to me about the prices of the second uh thing but yeah 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 I the mean, second it day was, you know? uh, yeah because yeah, i mean obviously you're gonna stay an extra night because you gotta fly in earlier because you mm-hmm. got practice on friday mm-hmm. so in that sense like i mean it's I mean, it's probably more expensive just because you're staying an extra night. So, like, rental car and hotel and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I personally liked it a lot. Yeah. Like, okay. the, just the more relaxed feel. Didn't feel like a rushing race day. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But I, I did see now they're going to, on West Coast rounds, start earlier. earlier yeah, right? it looks like that. I mean, honestly, they should get rid of one set of practices, too, for you guys. You guys have the track down. Five laps yeah, I mean, in the it, first practice, you know? That's what, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't really, I feel like we're on the track too much anyways, personally. Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't mean, know. look, the tracks get beat down. Uh, yeah. You guys do not need to be out there that long. I'm sure they're yeah. doing it, they're doing it for, you know, to sell tickets for the daytime and stuff and all that, but mm-hmm. they can, they can do yeah. everything for two, for two, two sessions. Qualifier. You know? Yeah, two qualifiers. Yeah, I feel like if they just gave us maybe like, how they did a couple of years ago, like two side laps mm-hmm. before the first qualifier. I feel like, cause it's all generally the same thing, yeah. you know, like we had a set of ups, the triples yeah. the same, you know, like we'll figure out the rhythms eventually. Yeah. And think about so, how much better the track might stay by the time of the night show comes, you know, as far as beat. Yeah. Down, you know? Cause it'd be like what, four less practices yeah. technically on the track. So I don't know. I kind of liked it when they did the two side laps. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID stuff. Like years COVID, ago. Yeah, yeah. COVID yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, because yeah, at the end of the day, like it's all kind of the same thing, and like we all know how to ride and like how what speed to hit stuff. Like, yeah, it, I don't yeah. Know, I, I mean, like free practice is kind of unnecessary, personally. You know, like I hope the hope the fell guys aren't listening to this, but track walk is not really needed. Track walk is a great time no. for me to walk over to the whoops and kind of look at them, you know. And yeah. then also, it's a great time to bro down and get in uh-huh. and all that. But it's really yeah. not needed for you guys. Like you said, rolling the track, you're like, yep, okay, double, triple. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, we literally like. You'd, I don't know. You don't even have to walk the track, and you can, like, we've ridden Supercross enough to like hit stuff for the first time and like not even look at it. Like, right. it's kind of it's kind of crazy actually when you think about it. But it's just like re- repetitive, like, like it's like a habit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think we should just give it free practice and just do a side lap or two sure. in the first qualifier. Yeah, personally. And then but, I would also uh, insist. Like, if they're going to do that, sometimes they change the track for second and third practices, you know, mm-hmm. and that screws yeah, up the weird. qualifying time. So yeah. they they can't do that. They have to leave the track the same for second and third practices because if someone has a problem in practice one, you know, they need to, yeah, have, a, they, the they need to have a fair and equal chance at practice two to get in, you know. Uh-huh. So, well, that was even yeah. like <laughs> they did that. Um, well, they didn't change the track, but they changed, like, the lip of that rhythm section at LA and like, yeah. should it crash? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's amateur kids out there first and like, they don't have that experience to like, you know, see something and make a change really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then a bunch of kids crash and it, 
I don't know if anybody got hurt, but freaking yeah, they no. went down pretty hard. Absolutely. No, I know. And <clears throat> I saw something on Instagram where the uh, one of the kids was like, no, they didn't tell us, you know, with a yeah. laughing emoji, like, yeah, uh-huh. we, we just got sent out into there, you know, so that well, kinda, that's, yeah. I remember Daytona 2020 right, right before COVID <laughs> hit and they like totally rebuilt the whoop section and they were like walls and they were like half the field crashed. Yeah, that was someone got a stern talking to you behind the scenes. I know that because yeah. that was jacked up. It was like uh-huh. a bomb went off in those whoops, you know? Yeah, I know. So, so it's like, I don't know, because they do, do stuff like that, which is like, mm-hmm. I know maybe fans don't believe it and they were like, oh, these guys suck. But like <laughs> they do sometimes just like throw shit in yeah. there yeah. and don't tell us. No, absolutely. You're right. Um, yeah. So what about the 220s? You like that? Yeah, actually, yeah. it was uh, it was a good mix of like you know the, you had the intensity of like supercross and then you kind of had to grind it out like outdoors in certain areas and stuff. Like I thought they did a really good job. Like the track crew, the tracks were pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought it was great for the first year of it personally. Right. Yeah, I think they'll tweak so, a little f- few things and stuff, and yeah. you know, figure it out a little bit. Um, the seating I thought was kind of neat. Like it didn't affect you, mm-hmm. but like the seated points changed a few things, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I feel like, like I said, for the first year doing it, like there wasn't that many like problems with it mm-hmm. that I was kind of expecting. Yeah, yeah. Like, they no. actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jerry Robin here on the FXR Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Well, Jerry, uh, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, good job on the SMX getting in again. Like I, I want. I want to. I probably spoke for an hour across my shows about. Oh no! Like Styles Robertson's not in. Forkner's not in. Uh-huh. You know, and, and Jerry's not in. Like breaking it all down. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I want all that time back. Like, no, everyone's in. Yeah, and not only that, like Cade and Marcelisi are like, yeah, no, no, thanks. You know. Yeah, I know it's weird. So yeah, I want all that time back about get about you getting it, not getting it, and all that. <laughs> Because yeah, that part was a, a big part of what our talking points. But but good right. job getting in and Thanks. good job getting the money. Uh, that's the most Thank important you. thing. Um, and yeah, man, like those early nationals, we'll, we'll get those back somehow, Jerry. Do that again. Yeah, no, so. I'll do my best. I mean, now that I know a little bit more about the bike and what to expect, like I said, I think yep. it'll uh, all come together and be a really, for sure, really solid outdoor season for me. And now yep. that I know a little bit more about the bike. And when do you start, Soupy? Like when do you start? Do you take a um, I'm probably going to take uh, three weeks off yeah. just because uh, it's been a long year, man. I'm, I can't even imagine the guys that are racing donations like how yeah. – because they all get to come back to Bakers. And, I mean, I, I doubt they get any time off because yep. it's Supercross season. So um, get a couple weeks off and just relax a little bit. Um, I'm still, like, cycling and going to the gym and stuff. But yep. I just need a break from, like, the grind of, like sure. – doing motos what you know uh, how that is so it's uh but yeah just take some time off i used to as when i was a mechanic for yamaha or ktm we'd get back from steel city the last national <laughs> and like wednesday afternoon we're at the supercross test track you're just like yeah really like just no time nothing just can't, yeah can't just, do anything yeah it never uh, ends man uh pulp ride day what are we at are we in are we out what do we know no so okay. actually my father-in-law booked a, a trip for all the guys in the family do like a guy's trip. Okay. And uh, right. it unfortunately fell on those dates. So no worries. You're going to miss so. a hell of a time. We're going to have a great time. I know. So. I know. I saw even Phil's going to be there. Yeah. Right? Phil's going to be there. Imagine that. Oh, we oh. could have freaking talked about 1110 mods and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate the time. Good luck with everything. Uh, if you need anything, reach out to me. And uh, okay. yeah, thanks for the time, Jerry. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. See ya. 
Jerry Robin on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thanks to Jerry for the time. Namira as well, whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450, working on your four-wheeler, Namira has what you need for a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Uh, and please check out, they've been in business for over 20 years now. Personal watercraft stuff as well from the folks at Namira. And, of course, uh, Roost MX 48-hour turnaround. Pulp Nation is the code to save. Graphics, wraps, team shirts, easy up covers, all of that stuff. RoostMX.net. they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. And the code Pulp Nation will save with you as well. So thank you to Namira, Roost, Firepower, Seat Concept, Zools, and, of course, the folks at Maxis and always FXR and Racetech for supporting the Privateer Island Live podcast thanks for listening appreciate it it's the off season but we're going to keep cranking these shows out and uh, dive into some more privateer life along the way thanks for listening